0: Hello and welcome back. My name is Katie Shepard and this is the AHA Homeschool Podcast. Thank you for coming back today and for joining me for another episode. I want to start today with a couple verses from Ecclesiastes. This is from Ecclesiastes 4, verses 5 and 6. Fools fold their idle hands, leading them to ruin. And yet, better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. So I'm going to read that verse six again. So again, this is Ecclesiastes 4, 6. Better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. So my question for you is, in your homeschool journey, do you ever feel like you're chasing the wind? You know, if if you're like me, um, you probably... Follow other homeschool mamas. maybe you have some friends at homeschool. maybe you've followed some of the popular homeschooling channels on Instagram. Um, and and when I follow them, really the heart behind that decision for me is access to knowledge, access to other people's wisdom and insight um. Really be because you know, like, also in Ecclesiastes, like, there's nothing new under the sun, right? And so, there are people with really great ideas, and I don't have to reinvent everything, I just have to find really cool people that have really great ideas. (laughs) And sometimes it's fun to reinvent things, but really, I think, um, I think we're created for community, I think God gives us all different and unique, um, gifts and talents. And, um, when we come together and share those things with each other, it can help us all grow and improve and, and, and live maybe a more spirit filled life or more God honoring life. Um, so the heart behind my decision to follow these people on, on Instagram and Facebook is really for inspiration and for ideas And yet sometimes I find myself looking at what they do and I feel like I'm chasing the wind. I feel like there's no way I'm ever going to be able to do everything they do in their homeschool. There's one lady I follow on Instagram. I I don't even know her real name. Um, It looks like her homeschool is just fantastic. And she she has this gift for... Watercolors. And she's absolutely amazing at watercolors. I, I I've watched some of her like little tutorials and stuff that she's posted. and they're beautiful. They're I just i I couldn't even hope to ever be that good in my lifetime. Not for lack of trying. I mean, I'd be happy to try, but it's just not something I'm inspired to try that hard on. It's not a gift or a talent that the Lord has given me. And I'm okay with that. But then she, with her lessons, with all of these like lessons and all these things her kids are learning and their nature study, they they do all these amazing watercolors. Her children, her small children that are decades younger than me, paint things that are far better than anything I could ever do. And, and sometimes I'm 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 looking at the things that she's posted and the, the pictures that her kids have painted, and I'm like, oh. But, I'm f- but I am must be failing at homeschool because I'm not doing what she's doing. And then I think to myself, well, maybe we could like squeeze in a watercolor lesson on Friday or no, we can't this Friday, but maybe we can squeeze in a watercolor lesson next Tuesday. And then I have to pause and I have to ask myself, why am I trying to squeeze in a watercolor lesson? Is it because... I have a passion for watercolors and I really want to expose my kids to this and help them grow in this skill. No, it's because I want to be just like her. <laughs> I'm chasing the wind. I'm chasing something that isn't a gift or a talent or a skill the Lord has given me. I'm l- chasing the wind in those moments. And so I think especially in this this world of, of social media and instant answers and we can go to Pinterest or Instagram and, you know, search for one thing, you know, you could, you could search for homeschool ancient history and you're going to get millions of ideas of crafts and activities and books to read. And sometimes it can feel like you're chasing the wind because there's just so many resources. And so today I want to talk to you about not chasing the wind and how to really just kind of stay in control of that. Um, it's really easy to sidestep the Lord's plan for you. It's really easy to be walking along and make like a, a really tiny decision that's sort of just barely off the path the Lord has for you. And then um, then the next day make make another really tiny decision that, that that's just barely off where you were yesterday and you know, even a one degree uh, change in course can have you way off in a year or two or three, and you're not even going to recognize who you are and what you're teaching your kids. And so I think it's really important um, for all people, but especially homeschool mamas, because we are modeling these things to our children. We're teaching our children. This is their education. This is so important. It's important that we just remember to keep coming back to like, where does the Lord have me? And the thing is, God has gifted you with specific interests and specific skills. And when he created your children and decided that you would be their mother or you would be their father, he knew he was giving that child to you with the skills and gifts that they have. And he was planning on the skills and gifts that you have being their teacher. The Lord was planning on you being your child's teacher. And that means that he was planning on you teaching them within the very specific skills and interests and giftings that he has already given you. He didn't, he didn't give you your children and then expect you to like completely change who you are in order to teach them. No, he expected you to teach them through those giftings and those talents and those interests and those skills. And so, you know, I'll use the example. My husband is a carpenter and a very good one, I think. Um, his work that he puts out sometimes is just, well, all all the time. It's just absolutely beautiful. I find myself... Wanting it for our home. Like, oh, can I keep that one? Um, and there are days when he is working from home or building something, and the kids will, you know, it's not really taking a break, quote, taking a break from school, not really because um it's still learning, (laughs) but uh they will they will take a break from our regularly scheduled work, right? And they will go outside and they will help dad with carpentry and they're learning things about how to do this carpentry thing, only because the Lord has gifted their father in this skill of carpentry. Someone who doesn't have the skill of carpentry, or the tools, or the knowledge, or the passion for it, would be a horrible teacher at carpentry. And so, that's probably not going to show up in every homeschool because. That's not God's plan. And you know, and another friend of mine um, is just a beautiful singer. She's on a worship team at her church. And she she really likes to focus on hymns and hymn study and singing hymns and stuff with her girls. And, and it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. I don't have that gifting like she does. And so while we do a hymn study, I feel like her kids are getting like probably a little bit better of a hymn study than mine. Probably a lot, actually a whole lot better of a hymn study than mine. Um, You know, I have another friend who is so good at math. I have messaged her before and been like, I don't understand this problem. And she writes back and she's like, here's why. And she explains it and she's fantastic. Um, And her kids are all the ones that at least I've talked to about it, I guess, are pretty passionate about about math. And they have this, this very deep understanding for math. And, um, because that's, because she's teaching them within her gifting. Right. And so whatever, whatever subject you're teaching your kids within your gifting is going to be a little bit stronger than, than someone else who's teaching um, a skill, maybe like outside of gifting. So, I want you to think of that whole like saying, right? That compar- comparison is the thief of joy, and it really is. And I think sometimes, um, as homeschool moms, there are, and if you're not here yet, I can't wait for you to get here and for you to see because it is overwhelming when you when you start to to homeschool. You're like, where do I start? What do I do? And how do I find resources? You guys, there are so many resources, and there are so many activities. There's homeschool gym and homeschool art class and homeschool dance and homeschool theater and homeschool archery. They're like all the things that you can get involved in and you can find and you can be a part of. And it'd be really easy if you, I I could, we could leave our house every day and, you know, another field trip opportunity here and another co-op opportunity there and, and another, you know, homeschool gym class there. And then a dance class here. We, we could be gone every day during the day and have all these activities and do all these great things. Um, and probably never open a book. Is that that giving my kids like the best education? Probably not. Cause then you're probably not doing, you know, like I have, I have a high schooler who's doing geometry, right? Um, we did algebra last year. You're probably not going to be doing algebra on a field trip anywhere, not to the depth of knowledge that like you need to know algebra. So, um, it's easy to get distracted with all of the options of all the things. Um, it'd be easy It'd be really easy to just keep saying yes. Like, oh, here's another field trip. Let's go. You know, you could go on three or four field trips a week. But then you get to the end of the week and how do you feel? Do you feel exhausted? Do you feel like maybe you're a little bit behind? Um, do you feel worn out? Do you feel like you didn't have any downtime and any peace with your kids? And this is this is one of those cases where even like activities within your home, like I said, like the the example of the watercolors, or even activities outside your home, not all good things are God things. Sometimes we have to we have to say no to things that are even good so that we can say yes to what is best. Because whenever, whenever you say yes to something, you're simultaneously saying no to something else, right? Like if you say yes to going to a field trip on Wednesday morning at 9am, um, if your kids are anything like mine, when you say yes to a a 9am field trip on a Wednesday morning, you're also saying no to like a slow, peaceful start, right? And when you say yes to three field trips and a co-op and an activity all in one week, um, you're saying no to maybe longer in-depth discussions or maybe your kids having – time for a creative outlet or maybe your kids, um, having time to explore the woods in your backyard. So whenever, whenever you say yes to something, something you're simultaneously saying no to something else. And I think sometimes we're like, Oh, that's a good opportunity. I'm going to say yes. And, um, we just see the opportunities, but we don't necessarily see the things that we're saying no to that we're turning away from. And, um, this is one of those times you have to to kind of pause right you have to hit the pause button what are your what are your goals in this homeschool thing um one of uh one of our goals as a family is what is now to step away from the busyness uh chaos the um, constant go feeling we had when our kids were in public school, just the hurry up and leave in the morning. And then, and then, you know, after school, hurry up and do your homework and have a snack and oh, hurry up to activities and then hurry up for dinner and then hurry up to more activities. Um, I hated that. I hated that. It felt like, it felt like the teachers at school got my kids best. And I just got the leftovers every single day. I never, I always got them tired. I always got them doing homework. I always got them rushing to the next thing. I didn't get their best and I I wanted their best. I want to experience that with them. I want to be part of that before they leave. There we only get them for so many years, right? Like it's just the time we have with our kids is so precious. And so one of the one of our reasons for continuing to homeschool and one of the reasons we felt this nudge from the Lord in the first place was we hated, my husband and I, our kids, we hated the busyness that we felt, the rushing, the, the constant chaos. But here's the thing. It wasn't public school that was causing that. Now, it was absolutely a factor, right? Like they scheduled the bus at 7.05 AM and I have to be there if my kids are going to ride the bus. Um... But we, I can just as easily bring that busyness and that chaos into our homeschool life if I'm not careful. And every time an opportunity comes up, I have to look at it and say, yes, this fits our original goals for homeschooling. Yes, this fits the lifestyle we want. Yes, this fits our family. Or I have to say like, Wow, that sounds like a really cool opportunity, but but well, we really like to have slow starts in the morning. Or wow, that sounds like a really cool opportunity, but you know, the kids and I try to stay home with, you know, no daytime activities at, at least two days a week. And so I'm saying no. And um I think we have to go back to those original goals so that we don't accidentally slip into something because it's it would be so easy to just keep chasing the wind, just being like, Oh, they're doing homeschool gym. I should be doing that. And Oh, there's this art class. I should, I should get in there. And then, Oh, well, we got We got to do watercolors too. And Oh, well now there's this really cool homeschool swim lessons. We, we're going to go do that. And it, it would be really easy to see all these things other people are doing and to hear about all these opportunities and to see all these really cool field trips and chase the wind and all of those things are are inherently good, right? Swim lessons, great. Art class, absolutely. Learning to watercolor and model with clay at home? Yep, all really good things. But is it where God has your family? You know, Sarah McKenzie says this in her um, Teaching from Rest book. I love this book. If you have not read this book yet and you are either homeschooling or or considering homeschooling, you need to read this book. Make sure you have a highlighter on hand and there will be pages where you want to just highlight the whole page because it's so good. And I have it on my desk. And if I'm ever struggling with lesson planning or picking out resources or just Something with school and my kids, I will pull out this book and just open a page. And without any doubt at all, there is a quote that I've highlighted on that page that speaks exactly into where I am at that moment and such a good book to have on hand. It does not belong on a bookshelf, it belongs like in your hands at all times. Um, but she says that uh She says, but he, he being God, but he never demands that we produce prodigies or achieve what the world would recognize as excellence. Rather, he asks us to live excellently. That is to live in simple, obedient faith and trust. He asks us to faithfully commit to him every day and then do that day's tasks well. He's in charge of the results. We are not. And that's just such a good reminder, isn't it? That we're not supposed to produce prodigies. That is not my job as a homeschool mom. My job is just to live excellently, to walk in obedience and faith and trust the Lord's plan and to teach my children how to live excellently and and live simple and walk in obedient faith to the Lord's plan for their life. And my job is to teach them to start every day in scripture and to commit, just commit that day to him and trust that the Lord is in charge of the results. Gosh, how often do we get stuck in that, that mindset that we We, the homeschool moms, we are in charge of the results. That it's on us. It's on our shoulders that we have to carry that load. Because we don't have to carry that load. It's not our job to produce prodigies. It's not our job to produce results. And I just love the way Sarah said that. And I go back to that quote so many times because... A lot of times in our culture, the children's—if if there is a child that is excellent at something, you know—we we applaud the parents. Like, you know, your your child's an early reader. Good for you for exposing them, and or you know, your child's good at whatever. And good for you as the parent, and and we applaud the parent. But really, the recognition, the applause, should be going to the Lord because He's the one that's in charge of the results. And he's just given us daily tasks to to guide and shepherd our children in in that direction. But if we get stuck chasing the wind, if we get stuck trying to do what you know, your neighbor homeschooler is doing and what the Instagram homeschooler is doing, and what your your best friend across the country homeschooling is doing, um, if you get if you get stuck trying to do all these things that everyone else is. Doing, you're going to lose the gifts and the skills and the interests that God has given you from which to teach. And if you lose those gifts and those skills and that focus on who you are and who your children are and who God has made you to be, then then you lose this idea of just living excellently in a way that glorifies the Lord. If you're constantly trying to do what someone else is doing, to keep up with someone else, to to fit that into your lessons because so-and-so did it and it looked really cool on Instagram, then are you really living in simple obedience to the Lord's plan for your life? No. No. Actually, I would submit that you're living in envy. You're living in envy when you're trying to to do what everyone else is doing. just just do what you were supposed to do. You know, my friend um a friend of mine today when I was taking time to make the notes for this podcast, she sent me a message and and she said to me, she said, you can't do a thousand things well. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You can't do a thousand things well. She's right. We weren't created for that. And that is a very much a worldly idea. And I don't want to get stuck in that worldly idea that I I can do everything and I can do everything really well. No, I can't. I cannot paint well. I, I can try um, and I, I can expose my kids to those things. But to teach my children through painting is not going to work for me. Now, should we expose them to things? Absolutely. In my household, should painting be the main method of teaching and um, learning and expressing our ideas and thoughts? No, not even a little bit because God did not wire me that way. That would be a colossal mistake and a colossal failure on my Part. You know, when God gave us our children, He had a plan, right? And He planned for you in your strengths and your weaknesses to be your kid's teacher. And sometimes that means that the weaknesses aren't things you're supposed to focus on. And other times that means that, you know, if your weakness is math, well, then you need to pick a math curriculum that includes videos or that includes, you know, a tutor. Um, you, you need to pick something where you are getting help for that subject. But also know that like there are other gifts God has given you and he planned on you pouring those things into your children. And I think sometimes we just get distracted by the shiny things. You know, tonight, um, before I recorded this podcast, I was out in my backyard and I was raking leaves and our backyard is gorgeous in the fall. It is just, I could stand out at the window and just look out at all the leaves and the colors forever. It's just so pretty. And, um, and then, you know, the leaves die and then they fall on the ground and, and, and they're beautiful. The ground is like, you know, there isn't green grass to be seen. It's all leaves in there. It's just so gorgeous. It's just this blanket of like God's glory and beauty just all over my backyard. And I love it. But there does come a point, for me it was today, there does come a point when that beauty starts to fade a little bit. And we have to take time to to say no to the leaves, remove them from our yard, to get them off the grass because it's going to rain tomorrow. And wet dead leaves on the grass just really equals no grass in the spring. Um, and so I say that to say that like, Sometimes for everything, there's a season for fall and the leaves and the color, there is a season, but then the leaves fall and again, they're beautiful on the grass, but then there's a season and there is a season to remove some things from your life so that you can get to the underlying simplicity of, of what was there to start with. We want to foster good grass growth in our backyard. And we can't do that if we don't remove the leaves. For everything, there is a season. And so if you are feeling overwhelmed in your homeschool, if you're getting to every end of every week and you're feeling exhausted, I challenge you to reevaluate. What is it that's overwhelming you? What is it that's making you exhausted? How can you add simplicity to your life? How can you add simplicity to your homeschool? How can you live excellently? How can you walk in simple, obedient faith to the Lord's plan for your life? Because yes, there is a degree of chaos that comes with having your kids home all the time. But also... There should be peace. It shouldn't be something that completely wipes you out all the time unless you have preschoolers, which is just a whole other thing. Um, It it, it takes a different energy level to be a preschool mom. Um, But it shouldn't wipe you out. You shouldn't get to the end of every week and think, oh, I'm exhausted. And if it is, then I encourage you to look at your day. Look at your curriculum. Look at your activities. Look at the things you're saying yes to. Are you chasing the wind? Are you just trying to do it all? Are you trying to just check everything off and and make it look like you're doing it all? Are you trying to do a thousand things well, which means you're just spread really, really, really thin and you can't do anything even, even really good at all because you've spread yourself so thin? What is it that you need to say no to so that you can say yes to peace and maybe slower days and maybe deeper conversations with your children? What is it? What's that switch? What's that trade-off for you? What are you doing in your homeschool that's chasing the wind? And when you're chasing the wind, when you're saying yes to whatever that is, Are you saying no to something that is really what God has for you? And I think that's the biggest question is we just have to constantly, every day when we put our feet on the ground in the morning, say, Lord, help me me walk in faithful obedience to your plan for me today. Help me walk today. And then you do it again the next day. And we pray every day, Lord, help me, help me keep my homeschool on a path that points me and my children to you in everything we do and just constantly pray, constantly ask for that strength and constantly reevaluate. Are you saying yes to good things and chasing the wind or are you saying yes to God things? In walking in faithful obedience to his plan for you and your kids in your homeschool. Thank you for joining us for another week and another episode. I pray that this episode helps you find a little bit more peace and a little bit more joy in the process. I pray that you can walk in faithful obedience to where the Lord has you I pray that you can teach your children within the skills and the gifts and the interests that the Lord has given you. And and most of all, I pray that you can can not chase the wind and you can just chase whatever it is God has for you. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.